0: The window had been busted out, and our gear, part of our gear, had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like, waiting for my marriage, and, and the mirrors, like, they, the mirrors kind of, like, spin open,
1: like, 90 degrees, like, they kind of rotate open, and all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors.
0: I'm just well, going to about... throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene.
2: Just when I parted
0: ways of monuments, and say so it was a really, really desperate time of my life.
3: At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us like, yeah, this is my last show. So like, basically, back to the Beast era.
2: Dealing with this alcohol intake we're at a christian festival and we're supposed to be a christian band I was like, man this this sucks
0: this is not a good look hello everyone welcome back to dark side of the scene i'm your host brandon alongside
3: co-host ed ed what's going on it's going it's going okay just okay it's going okay i'm a. Uh... Yeah, I'm just drinking water again. No beer, sorry. <laughs> I'm lame. No, I've been having weird stomach problems. Probably because last week I ate like garbage and it caught up with me because, you know, I don't have that strong ass stomach I used to. <laughs> the cast iron skills fading away. Yeah, I'm surprised. But um I was uh thinking earlier about how like I wonder if anybody else thinks this way about how like I heard a theory about how some band members can be paired up with other ones based on their astrological sign. And I I don't fully, I mean, I don't fully believe in it completely, but it's weird when you look up your own astrological sign and the person you are, you can't help, but actually have those characteristics. It's not like I can't not, not act that way. (laughs) And it, pisses me off because it's kind of true well my wife would tell you i'm not a neat freak so i don't know maybe that's when i got dropped on my head and i lost that ability but i don't know like i wonder if that that holds true for anybody else where they would choose bandmates based on their astrological signs
0: for what it's worth my sign and my wife's sign are the two most compatible signs together (laughs) hmm but I'm a Pisces and my sign supposed to be a big puss and not be
3: confrontational and everything else. Like, yeah, I'm not bad at all. I'm, I'm always ready to fight. My, my wife's my wife's a Pisces. I call her a pis of shit all the time. That's a joke. <laughs> but yeah, she's pretty much what exactly what it is. Sort of. We, yeah.
0: Is she See, always ready to get in fights or is she more of a pacifist? fists. yeah that's that's not me i'm, I'm very So yes that's,
3: that's why i don't know like and then like I've, i i heard some people pick band members based on that but i mean i guess in our area you take anybody you you can you know if you need <laughs> you need like somebody you're not gonna care about the sign as long as they show up i don't ever look at astrology
0: as anything realistic i don't think the star right. patterns are If the stars are really billions and trillions and millions of miles away, how the hell does that anything to do with me?
3: Yeah, yeah, I know it's just that's why I'm not fully committed to believe in that stuff. Even though it's kind of interesting, how like I once went through (laughs) my own bandmates is like uh, astrological signs. I'm like, oh, where were you born? Where were you born
0: at? What time were you born? Let's see what type of moon was up. Let's see yeah. what star patterns were around. Yeah, I, I know some people that do shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll map out your whole star map. I'm like, I don't need one. No, I
3: don't. I don't go that depth in depth. And I was randomly looking up people's birthdays and kind of seeing the characteristic characteristics of them. Excuse me. To... So, anybody out there listening, um, what do you guys think about that? And any guests, what do you think about that too? Future guests, I should say. I don't know. It's... I'm just curious
0: anyone out there listening, if you want to be involved in this topic, you can send us an email. Same email you can send us to if you'd like to be a guest on this show, which is Brandon at com. You can send us an email about your feelings, what you're thinking, if you agree with Ed, had any experience with that, or if you'd like to come on the show and talk about some other stuff that's happened to you, we'd
3: love to hear it. Like I said about your feelings, (laughs) (laughs) this show pisses me off. Hey, you never know anymore. We piss
0: people off, then uh, I guess, I guess we're getting some sort of reaction. It might not be the reaction we're looking for, but sure, I I think it should piss some people off. Not in the sense that they're mad at us, but it should piss people off knowing that some of these people get screwed over all the time by these stupid venues and labels and promoters and all sorts of shit that goes on. Yep. But tonight we're going to be joined by our guest Corey. i personally don't know Corey, but i believe ed does so, i might know him i might know him <laughs> yeah he's from up in that same region and been involved in some bands i know who he is from bands but i've never actually talked to the guy so be interesting to sit down with him tonight and hear what he's got to say so i think we're gonna go ahead and uh send him an invite so you just hang tight guys and we'll be back in a second like to welcome our guest to the show, Corey. Corey, thanks for coming out and talking with Ed and I tonight. Thank you for having me.
1: What yep. up, Corey? What up, Uncle Ed? What yeah. up, Brandon? What uh. up? Just so you- go on record, Ed is my uncle, and we like to eat tacos together that we have
3: never done. I know. I need more. <laughs> I need more. Uh, yeah. I need more nephews and nieces that want to do the same thing. Dude, it would be a one hell of a Christmas. Totally. <laughs> so- so, so how how are you this evening
1: I'm Corey? doing great I'm doing very well uh well probably when this podcast drops the show would have actually already done my uh, band ruthless hustle uh is going back to, to ignition to play the CD uh really split with the green leaves dead nerves and our pals in the
3: cambion gotcha so is yeah this- that'll be What's within... is about advertising. This is about negative. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you come
1: out to that show, there's going to be a lot of negativity going on. There's gonna be oh yeah, for... I
3: mean there will probably
1: be people throwing trash cans. That's or...
3: Next week, right? I'll, I'll, I'll next Friday. Friday is it Friday? Yeah. I'll probably
1: make yeah. that. I'll probably make that. Dude, we gotta get we gotta get tacos after our set. We got to. Uh,
0: did, whole... Does one of you guys have a cat, or am I just going fucking crazy? Yeah, it's my
2: cat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: I heard a cat right through my headset. I was like, I don't have a cat. What the fuck was
1: that? The ghost. <laughs> it's my cat. I'm so sorry about that. No, you're good. I was just making sure I'm not losing it over here. Yeah, she's <laughs> mad. She's mad I'm in my office. Anytime I go in my office, she knows dad's in here doing business. <laughs> and she's not And she's not allowed in here.
3: <laughs> uh, I know that feeling. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's been my day. Huh. Well, we're about to make that day... Uh... Turn upside down. <laughs> um, positivity turned negative. <laughs> well, you know, the basis of the show is well, you know, what the context is it's like things that you want to talk about that are negative and be, you know, the idea of being in a band or putting out music and just so much could go wrong. I don't right, know. Right. Right. Where, where would you start? Like, well, what are the things that, that bothered you a lot or? You know? Well,
1: and I have a lot of them,
3: and and it's always,
1: I mean, we all know the whole gist of uh, turn a negative into a positive, but a lot, of it, a lot of the negative was a really big struggle, and that was just even coming up in the music scene in the 574. I used to go to the Post a lot, and I saw all these bands like Azarias Prayer, Kingston Falls, and all that, and I went, and growing up, I didn't know that the scene was that. You know, Mm. And I wanted to be in bands with people, but I didn't know anybody. I was this small town hick between Warsaw and Goshen in this little town called Milford. And anybody I tried to get in a band with, they would shut me out right at the door. And it probably wasn't until like, I want to say 2008, 2009, maybe around that time frame when I got in my first band, was actually able to play a couple of shows. Mm. But I didn't know... My head from my asshole.
3: I barely knew how to tune a guitar.
1: <laughs> I still no, don't I mean, know
3: how to. I still don't know how to tune a guitar. <laughs> no, I, I was the same. Like I was the same way. I didn't wasn't part of the scene. I didn't like see anything. Right. I didn't yeah. join my first band till like two thousand eight either. I mean, I'm right. I'm your older uncle, but like, right. I just worked the last second shift. I was kind of antisocial, I guess.
1: Right. You know? And then. I, I, I floated through another band and then I got with my other band, which you're very familiar with, Ed, Hail Shot. And yeah. That band took me beyond my wildest dreams. And shout out to, you know, Matt and Jaron. But man, I went through a lot of trial and error through that one. And mm-hmm. a lot of them was having to deal with like, the biggest thing was like the big pay to play. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, we'll call the guy Mr. E and he booked shows out of the portage area. Oh, he, yeah, he was ripping off a lot of people, a lot of bands and there was one show in particular at a place he used to call Big Shots. Mm. But it, isn't well, he also a, a chomo? I've always heard that. <laughs> that I don't know. I'm not 100%, I'm not going to go on blast. Well, the funny thing is, like when I said Mr. E, and I'm sitting here thinking there was two bookers working together, and they both have the letter E in their name. So we're going to just call this one Fat E. Because I know there's still, yeah, Fat E. But there's still people that are f- friends with him. And so that's why I'm not going to go on blasting him. But this one in particular time, we were uh, supposed to have, I forget what all led up to this situation. Like he was causing a lot of problems and I had finally had enough of it. And I had told a lot of people, I was like, dude, if I see that little fuck, I'm going to hit him. I'm Uh going to go after him. The whole time stayed in the office, never once came out. He actually came out during my band set and actually came out for a little bit. And then once we got done, he ran right back into the office until we left. I wonder
3: why people have that kind of behavior. Like, The scum of the scum of it. Like, I know people are passionate about music, and I know, you know, putting together shows does cost money and it could Mm. cost out of your pocket, but like, why do you have to have that kind of personality?
1: Right. Well, and then I'm going to fast forward it. Like, after that, I had caught wind that that promoter had actually gotten exiled. And the other promoter, which I'm going to actually use his name because he never really do, hasn't done nothing to me. But Ed Roseberry uh, booked Hail Shot back on a super joint ritual. Well, it was that, guy, that, guy's was, that guy's a nice dude. I haven't
3: dude, talked he's, he's, he's,
1: he gave I, I give it another shout out to Ed Roseberry. He gave gave Hail Shot our first run. He actually gave uh, my band Ruthless Hustle, our guys hooked up with a show up at uh, Stan's room, mm. uh, the Dropout Kings and that and it, dude's always been fair to me so i can't i can't throw any shade at that he dude he booked my old band a couple times and we never got to play because of drummer drama but i never had an issue with that guy either he's always
2: been cool, dude
1: he, he's a straight up dude like i yeah. i mean i've heard i've heard little stories here and there and, but that's all hearsay and bs you know but uh and then i went on i did two out al- well i did two album releases and a single release which i don't want to talk about that one because i i lived behind that song for so long and that's what people oh you guys should play that cover you guys do it's so good i'm like yeah we wrote other songs <laughs> that is not our ace of spades like seriously <laughs> like, like i got really fed up with that song like actually mid-tour when i was on the first tour with hail shot i was like i'm not playing if we ever go into tour again i'm not playing that song I, I hated that song for so long.
3: Whose idea uh, was
1: it to what play it or not play it? Play it. Actually, in the beginning, like this was bef- This was actually before we had released Volume One. We started playing that before we released Volume One hmm. because we originally did "Die Die My Darling" by Misfits slash Metallica, and that was getting some like okay response but once we did uh Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins, it, mm-hmm. it was over. I remember was, that. Yeah, it was over. You know, and everybody ate that song up. But I I personally did not want to be the one to be remembered for the guy that did the greatest cover of all time. I don't that's not me.
0: You'd have to compete with the greatest cover band of all time a five finger death punch then. Oh Jesus
3: Christ I'm done. <laughs> Interview done. done. I think I'm, done. I think I'm out of here too. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's your favorite band, Ed. You know oh, th- totally. You know Plymouth Speedway is going to be booking them here soon. You know what? That does not surprise me because, like, <laughs> up in Jackson, uh, Michigan, their uh, county fair actually got Five Finger Death Punch and some rap acts. And I'm like, how the hell is that butt town that pretty much looks like El? Shout out to Jackson, Michigan. How does a town that looks like Elkhart get all these bands? Like, I just found that kind of weird. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I, I, I've thought the same thing. I mean. Well, even in Warsaw, they booked
1: Theory of a Dead Man. And I actually like Theory of a Dead Man. Where did they play? They played at the Warsaw Fairgrounds.
3: Like, oh, this was probably back... Oh, the there was a fair... Oh, I kept thinking of the pavilion. We were talking about the pavilion. there. Like, oh, last okay. Time, so, I got you. I got you. Another guest. I got you. Mm. But, uh... A little off no. topic, but...
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Oh, I just thought, no, you're good. I was, thinking, I was thinking of something, and I mentioned Five Finger Butt Punch, and... This this reminds me of this guy that came over and he was friends with our old drummer. And it get, you know when people talk about, oh man, I listen to metal, I love metal, names some bands are like fucking five finger death punch, disturbed. And I was like, What? <laughs> Dang. I'm like, damn, that's hardcore. And then uh we were practicing, and he brought this dude over and you could tell he wasn't really a metal fan or anything, but Mm-hmm. He was getting into it, jamming. He's like, man, it feels like I'm in a fucking Disturbed concert. I was just like, dude, I'm about to quit playing music altogether now. Like, he, he <laughs> meant it as a fucking compliment. I was like, it really, like, like I understand that's probably the only thing he could relate it to. It's like, but you really think this band sounds like Disturbed? <laughs> oh
2: man, yama, 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 yama.
0: I was like, oh god, I, hey, at least he we got doing? into it, at
3: least he was into it. So, yeah, that the, props
0: for that. That's what I'm saying, props to that. But, like, it, it really is disheartening <laughs> when someone says we sound like disturbed. I'm like, uh, uh. Hey,
1: uh <laughs> is that a Ed, compliment? Thanks. <laughs> do you guys remember a place called Sunset Hall in Fort Wayne? It was a venue. I've yep. been
3: there one time. I saw Born of Osiris there. I, I played gotcha. there.
1: Mm. So, bef- so it was Sunset Hall, and then it was Hammerhead Hall, and then turned back to Sunset, and then I haven't done anything since. It's, it's still there, then. Yeah, it's still there, but as far as I've understood, nothing is being done there. That's
0: sad. I, I said, I played there
1: sad. at Sunset in 2008. Oh, really? I think that... I know one of my buddies' bands, and this is back before Asking Alexander was ever a big thing, they played there with them. But that was, God, I want to say 2007, 2006.
0: That would like that. have been, uh, I've actually called this person out already, but that would have been most likely Sound Services, to book those shows. He made everyone basically buy your way onto the show. You had to buy tickets and pay him up front for the tickets just to get on those shows. Pay, pay to play. Basically, uh, is. and then yeah. he, he got uh, pissed off at me because we were giving tickets away in the parking lot, and he said that we were taking money from him. I was like, we already paid for the tickets. He said, well, those people were coming through the door, so I was taking money away. Right. I mean, whatever, douchebag.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, this show that I I remember it was a uh, lady that ran Mom Productions. M period O period M period. And I forget what that was supposed to be abbreviated to, but God, that was so long ago. But uh I lost my train of Did, thought. Didn't she hmm. also
0: book shows down at the fifth quarter lounge at in Indianapolis? Amy. Was it Amy? Or yeah. I, I remember Amy the, Edwards. Maybe. I remember the mom. I don't remember. I know she at some point I've had dealings with M O M at some point. I don't remember. I, I played there. It was like a basement, right? fifth right. quarter was upstairs i thought
1: okay. no it was in a basement it was it was basically an old gym and i remember seeing god so many bands there too rest in peace fifth quarter
3: actually what it was some sort of club upstairs and then it was like a tiny basement i think that was the building we, they moved it in we played remember. at
1: the upstairs
0: portion and it was called the skyline or something mm-hmm. like that the sky yeah 24/7. i don't know.
1: I know after the fifth quarter that was in the basement closed, Amy really dropped off, which is sad because she was a really good promoter to work for down in Indianapolis. Hmm. But uh, no, when Hammerhead Hall opened, we actually played their first show there and they had umpteen million bands there. And there was probably like 20 people there. And at the time, Hail Shot had just got their quote unquote banner. We had took a sticker and blew it up at the local Walmart to make a banner. I actually stuck my drumstick through it. If you actually go to the Karma Records and more so, that banner actually still sets up there today. But uh, the one thing I would always do after our set, I would always go, I'd grab like a few CDs and a few stickers and go and try and sell them. And this lady that was obviously inebriated looks at me and goes, you guys are probably the best pop metal band I've ever heard in my life. And I looked at her and I was like, what in the hell did you just say to me? Like, did you really just call us pop metal? She's like, yeah, that one song. I was like, Oh God, I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm out of here. And actually funny enough, uh, somebody brought that up recently. And I was like, yeah, thanks for bringing back my PTSD.
3: <laughs> Man, you guys should have like submitted that for the newest uh top gun film actually i'm not gonna lie i did
1: I, I i i reached out as hard as i could to do that i wanted to have this was back before i hated it <laughs> mm. i did i believed in that song i did i i went from loving it to hating it and i believed in that song the funny thing is when we dropped that song psycho stick dropped their cover
3: of it psycho oh that the band that makes fun of everybody's song yeah is that their stick yeah
1: well they just make goofy ass music like they did the beer song that was on 98 nine the bear bob and tom so Be, there's that isn't there isn't psycho stick got one of the guys
0: from five finger butt punch or is that a different I have the name no psycho
3: idea i have no oh, idea. that's like psycho Center. no that was of- the drummer or he, From... he was psychosexual, and then they thought that was in bad taste, so he had to change the name. Yeah, not they wear like so weird, bad.
0: weird red mask or something.
3: Yeah, it's so bad. He wears a devil mask. I'm like, yeah, it's so bad. Anyway, eh.
1: but uh, no. Then fast forwarding, I went on two tour, big tours with Hail Shot, played all over uh, the Whiskey A Go Go, which the one thing I do. Mm, <laughs> I used to be a heavy drinker, as you can ask Ed. He can grotesque to this. <laughs> uh, we played the Whiskey A Go, and the night before, we were in Las Vegas. And if anybody is ever familiar with Fear Loathing in Las Vegas, that night I got the fear just from drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, playing the Whiskey A Go, like, it was okay to be on the bottom level but you go up to the top and you get vertigo really bad and being hungover was not
2: the best thing
1: in the world but uh the one thing i do uh i didn't like about the whiskey i love playing the whiskey because a lot of big names played that stage and i kind of felt like at the time hail shot from this area was the only band that had got to touch that stage yet i mean i've seen other bands that have went over there and got to play from the scene of indiana But I think we were, I I really like to believe we were the first to break through that
3: barrier. How, I mean, I don't literally look up that place. How big
1: is it? It's actually pretty small. It's smaller. It's smaller because it actually sits on a hill. It's actually, I want to say it's a lot, a little bit smaller than what Pierre's is. And I'm not even joking. Well,
3: what part of Pierre's? (laughs) Like Like, the main stage. Oh, I'm the building. How big do you think the building is? yeah probably no
1: bigger than what the ignition is no oh, shit huh. i'm not even i'm not even playing with you man huh wow uh, if if you ever watch it was a movie that the lead singer from uh black veil brides huh. well it's the american satan oh I heard they about actually that. yeah they actually have a video of being outside the whiskey and you see how big it is that is actually real i'll have to watch that just for a reference right right but the one thing i didn't like i really didn't like about that venue and i don't care because i'll never go back to that place again um you if you sold merch they took money from you like oh yeah those huh yep i heard your i heard your comment on there and i was like well i got one red here we go and it's like, what? You guys are one of the biggest venues of all time in this United States, and you're taking money from bands. That's shitty. How much was it? Do you remember? I can't remember. Matt Rees would know. Oh, I want to say it was like, you say if you sold like forty bucks worth, they took I I want to say like ten bucks off of you.
0: I the think. Fuck does anyone think they have the right to take money from merch that you guys paid for
1: yourself? That is what I know, and that and that's my money to get. <laughs> like i know it's like you're going across the country and you're gonna take money from us what the hell so is, what were the fucking horse shit was,
3: yeah what was the purse working there did they feed you and shit or what no no the, so, you got free you got free you got
1: free like you got free alcohol and you got free water i would have drank Dude. a shitload
3: and then put oh, it in i drank pant. a shitload i i drank a shitload of water that just day just to get it back just that. to get it back but that doesn't mean that right needs the right road. Well, I would it, have just fucking delay, lied
0: and, and said they didn't sell a fucking thing.
3: Well, the, that's the thing we actually
1: ended up, what we ended up doing was actually just selling out of the back of our van that dime.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Fuck them. So nice try, assholes. Well, it's kind of like when OTEP came to freaking Cheers up in South Bend. They wouldn't allow anybody else to sell merch. Okay, so just go sell it outside your tr- in your vehicle what are they going to do come out
3: and tell you you got to shut that up I, I, I didn't hear about it because i wasn't into them i thought it was opeth and then i fucking no it was Otap. i you know O-Tap.
0: she has so yeah. many horror stories about being a psycho in general like i'd be leery of ever wanting to be around her on a show anyways because it sounds <laughs> like all the bands that have played with her like there's been all sorts of, and this says it could be an entire episode is find some band out there. So if you're out there listening, if you actually had to play with Otep, and you've got horror stories, we can make that into like a mini series,
1: make that into a thing. Yeah. But, uh, that would be, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, you're fine. No, I know I'm fine. That's why I got married. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. <laughs> uh, but no, after touring with hail shot with two tours, uh, I started noticing back at home that uh, the scene was actually coming back around like Lenore Colt was really popping off. There was a band called Hostile. There was there was a lot of b- bands going on at the time, and I really wanted to come back home and play at home. I mean, the guys were eh. they never really were about the same like I am. But I, there's something just about the scene of Indiana. And it don't, it doesn't matter if it's in Gary, it doesn't matter if it's in Goshen, up in Fort Wayne, or down south. There is an something in the air that I just absolutely love, and I need it every time.
3: And it don't matter what
1: bands on stage.
3: Mainly because so. we're in the middle of everything. You can just drive like you know a bit away to see something. Yeah, because and then like, we're, you, you know, know, screw the big cities, and it's time to go back home. You're all familiar. I mean, I feel that way.
1: yeah yeah yeah, like i i I don't know that and then hail shot was and there was issues i'm not gonna get into i i actually vowed never to really bring that up because i'm actually really good friends with those guys now and i i love them to death and i can't wait to see what comes of hail shot now because they do have another drummer and actually funny enough before uh we ever dropped our first album he actually came over and jammed with the guys and i was like if i ever step away from the band you guys need to get him and they did so I went and joined the new lineup of Hostile, and with Josh, Man, Joey, Justin, and myself, I was playing bass at the time. And it was it was about to be like another Hail shot. out. There was tours lined up, uh, two two big tours, and uh, there was an individual in the band that just I don't know wasn't having it, like. He just wanted the glam, but didn't want to go for it. And I don't know why he wouldn't want to go for it because the one tour that was getting ready to be lined up was uh, all that remains and unearth. And we were pulling opening act right I at the fucking gate. I remember that. And yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, actually, right before that, we were actually supposed to do a couple of dates with uh, waking the cadaver and gorgasm, and uh, I can't remember what other band was on that bill. So there was two big tours, and just it fell apart. I mean, I know why it mm. fell apart, but that's all under the bridge drama that I don't like to get into now, because <laughs> me and, again, me and that individual actually made up, and shout out to him and his band that he's doing right now, and he's doing his thing. But, uh, yeah, I... Uh,
3: it's not for everybody, that's what I assume. It, it's not forever, but it's for everybody. I mean, yeah, the, the touring yeah, lifestyle, right, right. Yeah. right? Well,
1: dude, that was the one thing I, I, I got scared being on the road and being over in California, Oregon, Washington, and worrying about home. And at the both times, one, my girl, my fiance at the time, you know, she's working, taking it, taking care of home, and shout out to my wife. You know, she she's a trooper. Mm. She puts up to my bullshit and. I, I got tired of feeling afraid. Am I gonna come home to an eviction notice? Is there gonna be food in the house? You right. know? And it was like, okay, I'm I need to make a change. And then had to do the tour. Going on that last tour with Hail Shot, I was scared. I was fully scared because I was only two months sober. And if anybody knows the Rockstar Life, you know what comes with that Rockstar Life, free booze. McDonald's. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, (laughs) but uh no did did the i think it was like five months with hostile got to open up for a band called traitors and victims over in cincinnati ohio which was weird because that, that to this day is probably the biggest uh second to biggest crowd turnout that i've ever played for let alone playing for like super joint playing two run full terror assault that those were insane. But yeah, that that was the most active crowd I'd ever seen. And I was just like, Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. And then that band fell apart and I was going to take a little bit of time away from music. Cause I was burnt out and a, a friend of mine called me up and said they needed a drummer for just one show. And we got into talking. He was a good friend of mine. Shout out to Mike Robbs. He's a guitarist out of uh the Chicago 219 area. Well, mm-hmm. his one band's out of Chicago, but he's from the two nine area. But he's a guitar player for at the time, Deaf Ear, but he's also the guitar player for I bet and Freak Unleash. But uh we were talking, and he goes, So what are you gonna do now that you know I'm no longer in hostile? I was like, dude, I think I'm just gonna ride off into the sunset. I've done everything I ever I wanted. And he goes, You're not done. So I did the show with him and after we got done, he looked me dead in the face. He goes, Please don't be done. You you still got gas in the tank. And then it was so weird a week after uh somebody got a hold of me to be in their band playing bass, and which turned into a me being the lead singer for a band called Bo Polisol and didn't really do anything. Too fancy. Did some local shows here. We opened up for the band Wrath in uh, New Haven. Um, played a lot of shows up in South Bend, uh, and then uh, the Beast happened, mm-hmm. and that 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 set a lot of things back. Like a lot of shows got canceled, and then the shows started happening again, and then. <laughs> uh, an incident happened that just I've seen splinter the scene up in this side of Indiana a uh, individual by D I will call him got accused of accusations and I, I don't like to go too far into it and slander somebody because it, it wasn't me it wasn't my band so right. but that, that person was really big in the scene and you just saw all, everything just go down. So, coming out of the monster, and then, or the beast, as you call it, and then that happened, you just saw the life suck out of the bands and shows stop But I didn't
3: understand, like, see, you know, I remember all that because I didn't understand why that whole incident had to affect everything else. It doesn't, like, it's almost like, like... It, 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 it doesn't make sense to me to this day
0: because it's like the one band was the entire scene, and the only reason there was a scene is because of that one band. And when that one band's not it, there anymore, it's, it's it, it disappears.
1: Well, and, and and I'm gonna, it was actually just the individual because the individual himself actually put on a lot of shows. I saw him put Correct. on a lot of shows at Smith's, Ignition, Hardy's, yeah. uh. He actually put on shows outside of his own house.
3: Right. You know? he, had a, he had a festival thing. Yeah, he had a big festival. That's how I met this dude talking on the mic. Yeah. Huh. Oh, really? That's how I met him <laughs> from one of those shows together. My my, yeah. my 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 first meeting with Brandon, I go, man, you guys remind me of Black Dahlia. Remember? And like, if you don't know him, he just gives you the straight face like, yeah, I can <laughs> see that. We sound like that. But, but like yeah. he had no emotion. It was funny. I'm like, that was a compliment, man. <laughs> <laughs> And at that,
1: well, before, before, uh, well, before like the beast happened, you know, big shots shut down. So you really didn't have much. And Pierre's was kind of on and off again throughout that. I mean, we had the Clyde, but nothing really solid. And then, you know, that I still, I I still think to this day that D, that individual, was a lot of the reason alongside William Finn was the reason like King 810 came around here and King 810 was never step foot, but it brought people into the, it brought money into the door, you know? And I don't know, like, was, I think it was just a lot of it had to do with that individual. Uh, doing a lot of booking and stuff and brought bands. But I also heard a lot of horror stories about him too, like how he had his foot on a a lot of the neck of bands. Like he sabotaged, like, and again, this was hearsay, but it was a lot of him putting his foot on the back of their neck and sabotaging their recordings because he did record them a lot. And yeah, I, I know of one band that never got their record back after they, they record with them. And I was like, well, I guess a lesson learned then, huh? Mm. And then another another part of a scene that I ended up finding out like there was like a big crowd, like a bunch of friends that really got into like cocaine and started just not caring about music anymore and just doing a lot of blow and this I do know on a fact, and, like, these are key players that a lot of people know. And they started, like, just wanting to do drugs and screw each other's wives. <laughs> and it's like, this is what the music scenes really became. Sex, what drugs, the- rock and roll. Right. hell okay, of a drug. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it. it's made me step back and really pick and choose who I support, who I want to support because a lot alone, like all the stuff that happened with Mr. D and the whole circle of friends doing cocaine and like just screwing each other over. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to supporting the people I really know that have always been there and they haven't Ed's being one of them. You know, I've, I've always tried to support Ed any, which way I can. And it's just like, it kind of feels like things are kind of starting to shape up a little bit. I mean, we got shows going back again at ignition for the time being.
3: and Right. I kept, I kept begging him to, you know, try like do it, man. He's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if bands want to play. I'm like, dude, they want to play. They do. They, they do want to play. And, and I do shout out and shout out to you Ed. You if it wasn't for you, I don't think it shows would be going back at it. No, Actually, I'm the one they start the, the reason they started because he asked me if it was a good I've known Tim for a while and he mm-hmm. asked me one day, he's like I was thinking about having metal bands there. Would that be a good idea? I'm like all ages metal bands. Yes. And they've been I have not seen one bad one yet, honestly. Like a turnout's always good people right. are respectful i think maybe one time there was some underage dumbasses drinking but you'll have that but it's just been really good for and and you know what ed you're yeah. the one who did that you did that ed put that like, in your resume well I, yeah so and like that's why he's pretty cool to let me like put shows if i have to you know right. but it's cool that everybody else reaches out to him too because you know as long as they do what they say that he asked them to do then the show like next week you know Right, 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 right. You know, that'll probably be a good show and you know it's I'm good. looking
1: forward to it because again it's Ruthless Hustle's Backyard, you know. And that that again I, I shout out to you for putting us on that show last year you're, you're getting two shows in a row and you've never played there now. Damn. Nice Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy about that. That's cool. I will always shout out you for giving us that first shot, you know, and no problem. Everybody yeah everybody enjoyed you. You were cool. Oh yeah, I was
3: just happy with the turnout. Like it, it was like insane. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like oh nice, because you never know with like, like you know, after winter shows, right? <laughs> it wasn't too bad cold. Right. But, uh, I, but this is all positives. What what else you got? This negative? <laughs> well, I, through BA, there was um,
1: some situations that had risen. With some members, and they had parted ways, and we had actually picked up Isaac Stansberry. Shout out to Isaac Stansberry, who's the bass player for the cambion. he also you little whore. <laughs> he's now a band whore. Yeah, the the dude, but the, the dude's a maniac, though. I love that dude to death. He's a, such a solid musician. Yeah, Um, but he's, he's also not, he's
3: not, He's nicer than I could ever be, as far as a person goes. I don't know. You you guys need to have a nice race, but end it
1: negatively. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, but uh he even does madman recordings like he will actually come instead of you going to him
3: he comes to you oh he's like the sweetwater guy without the van hey I, I don't know about that one. Oh no I, never mind <laughs> for those who know sweetwater was basically started with a dude in a van a recording studio and went everywhere eventually he got endor- endorses and companies to invest in him that's how he became the billionaire he probably is now Thank you. Right, man. I thought you were talking uh, about
0: like one of your childhood horror stories where the guy came up with candy in a van, you said sweet water. Yeah, that's I why thought... I thought this was going. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to turn more oh, negative oops. than what
1: my stories
2: are. I this really went
1: dark, Ed.
3: <laughs> Uncle but, Ed, w- with this bear, I want you to show me where did the man touch you. I don't know. I actually had some sweetwater candy right here. I've been eating it while you guys were talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we had parted ways with our uh, bass player and got Isaac Stansberry and things were starting to pick back up. And then again, drummer, there was some issues and Isaac was only a part-timer and I wasn't really feeling the stuff going on in BA at that time. And I was, I was ready to move on, but the other individual, and I'm not going to mention who that is, but he, uh, he wanted to hang on and I just was not feeling it anymore. And I had switched jobs that had taken its its toll and like adjusting to that. And I was getting myself wrapped up into other projects and I ended up just parting ways with BA. And in the midst of it all, I was talking to my now drummer, Chad, uh, who was playing for a band at the time cutthroat, but he hadn't left yet. So I I basically waited like a couple of months after he had left to start talking to him, but but was also in talks with our now vocalist Tyson, who also is a rapper. Um we had uh started like I was like, Well I got a bunch of songs I wanna put a name with the songs and I'd actually originally given the name Ruthless Hustle to Tyson. And I was like, hey you guys want to start a band like I have this, and I have songs. And the bass player we had at the time, uh, he had uh, he was all about it. And then he got cold feet once we had booked our first show. Mm-hmm. And then so I reached back to the old bass player <clears throat> that we had parted ways with in BA, and actually mended that fence because that actually ended pretty bad between he and I. And he and I had been friends for so long. And it took, <clears throat> it took a lot of healing to get us to this point. And the one thing, like, being in a band with somebody, I, I, I hate going in blind, so I want to get to know that person before I even think about strapping on a guitar or picking up the drumsticks or, and writing music with this individual because I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Hmm. And there was a couple of incidences where I did that and I was like, Oh, I'll never do that again. So, and the only other reason too, one, I won my friendship back, but two, I'd also wrote a lot of this material with that guy. So he kind of knew what was going on. So it was a no brainer just to bring him up to speed and dust off, dust off the cobwebs and go at it. And here we are.
3: <laughs> but, uh, negative to a positive gotcha
1: yeah i mean i i I really tried to think a lot of the negatives a lot of the negatives it it was you know turned positive but there was some dark like like the whole like bunch of friends doing cocaine that's still going on right now
3: that's just expensive why are people still
1: doing that and dude and a (laughs) lot of these people are supposed to be like good friends and supporting shows and all that and it's like it's a mind it's a mind boggle it's really a mind boggle
3: i always thought of the 80s how like it's a deep it's a deep dark dirty secret drug and it's weird how it's even as an adult i don't do drugs myself but like it's to me you don't take tylenol well i took aspirin (laughs) but i'm talking about like that kind of thing it's like makes you wonder how many people secretly do it and it's like you know like i'm not I guess I'm not judging, but I, I am because I'm like drugs are bad. They could ruin a lot of things for you if you're not careful.
1: Right. And you know well, the, the the biggest thing in like I saw a post the other day, and actually I said I think I said this to you, Ed. Somebody was like, Man, I miss shows in the five seven four and somebody chimed in. Well your cancer your cancel culture took care of that. And yeah. even even yeah. that even the cancel culture is so hypocritical.
3: Yeah, because you know I mean, it,
1: yeah. it sucks. It, it's like, why Why are you going to do this? Why are you getting into the person's life when that person goes up on stage?
3: Well, for me, it's like, that's fine if you want to believe in something, but you also don't got, you got to think about what you're doing when you're canceling something else. Because right. It's like, were you even there for the music or you're right. just there for, because it was a popularity contest to cancel whatever well, it was
1: and here's my thing
3: okay on the whole cancel
1: culture thing they're all about exile and events nobody's exiled five finger death punch they're still selling out arenas (laughs) the dude's a woman beater and everybody praises
3: him no not me but yeah i get that
1: right like
0: (laughs) we said the same thing on a couple episodes about the vocalist of as i lay dying had his supposedly tried to hire a hitman to murder his wife but yet they're back together they're
1: out no they're not, bad. Album. they're not they're not together not they're, not they're... him and his
3: wife i'm talking about the band yeah. oh we'll see in the... uh they caught up with manson obviously <laughs> a big example you know everybody used to think they used to like defend the guy and up until that point once he got in trouble like nobody well, talks about him no more well okay and getting on getting back to the whole thing of Azaleigh Dying, like, you
1: know, Jordan, Nick Hippa, and Josh, they left. Well, Josh left because he wanted to do something else. But Jordan and Nick, they left because they couldn't bear it, you know? And actually, Tim's gone on record. And, I don't, and I'm and i not defending Tim for what he did. I I still like Asley Dying. I'll even openly admit it. Do I think it was right what he did? Hell no. Hmm. But, you know, the dude, he did his time, and Time shows that you've been rehabilitated or anything like that. But here's my other biggest thing everybody wants to throw stones at the guy that tried to kill his wife. What about Vince fucking Neil who killed somebody and everybody still praises him? Yeah. But I mean, make, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry.
3: Azalea dying is 10 times better than what Molly Crew will
1: ever fucking be.
3: <laughs> I don't. I'm not really a crew fan. I think they have a couple cool songs, but I don't get it. I mean, but I'm also, has, I'm also a, guns a Rose. big dick. I mean, come on. Be, I'm a you guns N' roses run. fan. And I, I, I like them cause they're ugly and they didn't give a shit, but Molly Cruz, they always had a, a feud. And I'm like, yeah, but guns, roses, music's better. I know some people would probably You guys
0: mad. remember Tommy Lee's new metal rap band. He had back. Yeah. In... Methods mayhem. Yep. <laughs> I always think yeah. of that. Dude,
1: when you want you want to talk new metal? I'm your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a
0: huge new metal fan, too. It's funny, because I grew up in that era, so I listened to all that shit, and then I started finding out bands like, honestly, it was the Black Dolly Murder and Shadows Fall, and even As I Lay Dying and Killswitch right. back in, like, 2003, and it's kind of when I changed. Wasn't
1: 2003? No, it was 2002 when their first uh, Alive of Just Breathing had just dropped it, and yeah. um, My Last yeah. Serenade.
0: Yep, I had that in 2002, but it was Ozfest in 2003. I seen them and Shadows yes. Fall Yep, and some other bands. There's still a bunch of new metal bands, but that's when uh, I think Fuse had, uh, what the fuck was that? Uranium. Metal. Yep, and that's when yep. I saw Myth Funeral Fully Thirst. Funeral yep. Thirst video came out. I was like, these dudes are fucking badass, and that's what changed my whole perspective was it, the Black Belly Murder? Same,
1: same. I'm not even going to sit here and bullshit. I'm Yeah, but the thing is now, today I'm 37, I'm going to be 38 in May, and dude, I just love music in general, and the funny thing is, like, I didn't know, like, I knew Vanilla Ice (laughs) did a song, which was a remake of Ice Ice Baby, but you go back and actually listen to that on his discography, and it's actually a pretty good new metal album, it's actually really good, and then I did the, uh, I looked at, see who all was on the studio album it was the drummer that's now for god smack uh the bass player that was in snot uh and the two guitar players i believe were like in non-point i believe <laughs> but again it was a new metal album and it, to me it was before head pe that's what blows my mind
0: those guys played around here quite a bit in the last few years. I don't is know if that nonpoint? Well, non-point and head PE. They played Kokomo a lot. And I just, they they played,
1: played uh, uh Carl's Tavern.
0: Yeah, I remember that one that, too.
1: Yeah, that blew my mind. I was like, head PE playing Carl's Tavern. What the fuck is that?
0: I remember like they had one big popular song in like I think two thousand called Bartender or something like that. I remember that was like the song that I actually heard on the radio, but.
1: Uh, I remember their song that really broke them through was their song called "Blackout."
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was never really a fan. I just remember they had a song called "Hey
3: Bartender, Hit Me with the Double" and some shit like that. I think it's actually still the same song. It sounds like a country song to me, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe
0: Everything it is country. blackout. I don't. Everything
3: know, is a country song to you, Uncle. Ed. Pretty much.
0: I told Ed the other night he just needs to start
3: playing country, and make some money country cover band i can't do a country cover band <laughs> i i know a guy in a country cover band he's cool but yeah he, he says he's a metal kid yeah and like he just started just just started playing these games because it got him paid and it just makes sense and there's yeah. a dude but... from
0: indianapolis i think he's the guitar player Fleshbor. he plays in a country band as
1: well wait fleshbore is in like michael Hare's fleshbore yeah oh really
0: Mike the other the guitar player Michael yeah. like okay he plays in a country band
3: that's cool yeah. Ed well, doesn't we, care We <laughs> no we made mistaken for the other band
1: no I was making Indy? sure I get flesh bone and flesh bore mixed up all the time oh I don't yeah. know why it's me yeah we played so. a couple shows with flesh boar back in the day yeah,
0: yeah. they're really good cool dudes yeah but i guess i'm not friends with the guys or anything like that their bass player cole he's come out to a couple shows we played in indie that they weren't playing cole's
1: fucking phenomenal bassist he's the one that plays the six string bass and he always
3: had his shirt off right long hair
1: yep yep okay i just make sure i was thinking the same guy i want (laughs) to yeah
3: i really want to play with my shirt off but i don't want to offend people with my stinky tits Dude, I don't even want to hear from you. I I actually,
1: you know what? Here's a negative thing. At the show last week, I screamed, "Take your shirt off,
3: Ed," and all he does is unzip his shirt or his hoodie. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> that was an honestly, that was an awkward I'll tell everybody publicly. That was an awkward show. Like, I had a good time, but like somebody I used to date was in the front watching me, and it was very awkward. And my wife that's when was t- That that, my wife wa- my, t- my wife was there too, but she was she didn't like to stay in the front. So it was very right. awkward to have somebody you date watch you and wondering if they're undressing you with their eyes or whatever. That's when it you is. turn around and fart out at them, Ed. It was so loud. It, I doubt that would matter. You know, She'd you put it. the microphone next to it and amplify that <laughs> shit. Actually, I did have a
1: did I tell you, Ed, about this the awkward moment I had at that show with John's dad? Oh, Mr. Bill Gates. Yeah, I did not know that was John's dad. He looks like Bill Gates. That's what
3: I say every time I see him. Well, and
1: he was being nice. I went to go walk my wife out to her car. Yeah. And he was standing behind our merch table. I'm like, do you want to buy something? And he goes, oh, I'm just looking. And I'm like, okay, can you stand on the other side, please? Oh, my God. So, well, hold on. And I, I saw John's girlfriend wife. Is it? Girlfriend girlfriend i saw her there and when i came back she was gone but he was sitting behind your guys's merch table and i'm like what is this dude's deal and this is before <laughs> you this is before you guys went on and i'm trying to signal to john like hey come over here like this dude's gonna steal your shit and then i saw the, gr- the girlfriend come back and he moves and i'm like he walks away and i'm like hey who's that guy that was just sitting here and she goes oh that's john's dad Bill Gates I got red face I was like oh my
3: god and, and she's I remember, like, "What? huh I remember uh, when John was in the other band before I was in this band with them like they were playing and he came out and like his dad was talking I'm like you fucking suck god, you <laughs> suck ass and his dad gave me this like look like oh what, what even though I was just joking around it was just funny to have like a Bill Gates looking dad look at you right what is going I on? thought it, I thought it was funny when your vocalist called out our band,
1: and I'm the only one in the back going, "Yeah, ruthless hustle sucks," and everybody turned. Their I head thought just,
3: I yeah. thought it was you being loud. The guy that told me to turn his shirt—I didn't know that was you. I was—that that was me. I was, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, folks, don't take your clothes off unless you're told to. Once and
1: don't listen to Corey Stump at shows. Just don't do it. Sure.
3: <laughs> Man. Yeah, well, so. Uh, It will end bad. uh, So what? Anything else you got on your mind that you know? You know, there's
1: one more thing. Sure. When a fan spends the time to come out to a show and let it be on the other side of Indiana or wherever, I think musicians need to take take that into consideration that you know, People have come to see you, and you shouldn't look them in the eye and say, I'm purposely going to screw up the show. Because I had that happen to me a couple of weeks ago. I had an individual look at me dead in the eyes and said, I'm going to screw up tonight, purposely. Whether he was drunk or just nervous, I just, I don't, there's a
3: professionalism when you get up on that stage. And people Are you talking to- about you drove all the way to see the band, and the dude told you that? Yeah. Oh, they weren't being funny because this sounds, sounds like something I'd say.
0: So it sounds no, like to me there, someone actually. was just joking, me like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fuck this up."
1: Tonight. No, no, he he purposely fucked up, and it actually pissed off. It pissed off his other bandmate, and I it pissed me off that that bandmate that got pissed off was saying sorry for blowing his wig on stage, and I'm like, "Dude, you don't need to be fucking sorry." Like I, and the thing is, I haven't had the heart to tell him why. Because his bandmate stood out back and told me he was purposely going to screw up. huh? And it pisses me off. Hmm. And let alone, like, I spent the time to travel from one side of Indiana to the other to get told that to my face. <laughs> Fuck you. I want my money back. And the sad thing is, the other individual that blew his wig—I, I'm good friends with him, and I, I love him to death. And that, and that dude would probably be the only other reason I come out because that dude, I'm, I'm—he would have to apologize to me straight to my face. And I hope, I hope that individual hears me, Mister C. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I hope he hears this and says, "Oh shit," you know, I fucked up. Because guess- you not only are you screwing your band over, you're screwing a person over that came to support you you know and and ed yes I've, i actually heard you say that a few times and it's it's always in joking but ed you're one of those musicians of a one-of-a-kind out of the state of indiana that i i hold in high regards i think you're great i'm okay honestly
3: shut the fuck up. But like if like but back to your story like if anybody's come to see us you know and compliments me and i'll say thank you very much you know and like right you know i'll talk to them it's not like i don't know for me a show is basically a blessing even now so right so you know we got again we got the beast and we got shows taken away from us so for me to play i want to make sure i give those people the money's worth i mean right and i like moving around but if the stage is too small it's fine but i'm gonna hope they enjoy themselves regardless you know right but yeah that that got said to
1: me and it's actually been on my chest for a while and i was like there's been times I've actually wanted to reach out to the other bandmate and say, "Dude, I need to talk to you because this really bothered me."
3: But saying it on here, I you know, I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's good that you said it. Maybe other people would understand that. Like, if you're going, to somebody coming to see your band, you know, do your best, dude. Um, I I get I get honored that people walk down the street to come see
1: it. Like, there were people that you know have came that had came to our practice spaces, but to see us in a live setting, I'm fucking tickled. I've always
0: had this opinion, and not everyone I've ever been in bands with will share this opinion with me. And I'll be the first to admit that I can be very hard to be in a band with because I expect professionalism or I expect people to at least fucking put in the same amount of effort that I do. Right. And I always end up butting heads and, oh, he's an asshole. No, I just – I don't want to waste my time dealing with fucking people that don't want to do anything.
1: Right. So I I expect –
0: I expect okay. shit to happen. And right. if someone's coming out to watch you perform, I expect even if it's only five people, don't get up at the show and be like, oh, it sucks. There's no one here. I'm just going to stand here and look like I don't even want to be here. No, there's yeah. still five people out there yeah. like, and they're watching you. So try and look like you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, it might be discouraging, but it annoys me when bands do that shit, even like Dude, bands actually, that I've been in.
1: In in ruthless Hustle, I think we played Two shows, one. and I think we only played to like nine people, but we we were like, hey, it's just a overjoyed glory practice. But we still gave those nine people a show, but we goofed off a little bit. You know, we had fun with it, and, that, and that's the other thing too. I love having fun, but when I see a big crowd, and and, and I agree with you, Brandon, I
3: really do, a hundred percent, and yeah I, mean, I don't know i know the feeling about the few people like the last band i was in i won't mention it but like we had a lot of shows where there wasn't very many people and it's yeah it's very <laughs> discouraging but i still did what i was supposed to do and yeah that's what it, to me it's always like it is kind of like a live practice <laughs> in case there's more people but yeah i know that feeling where it's, it's almost disheartening but i still like to play out yeah I mean, well whatever well, the funny thing is, and we're talking about like live
1: shows and practices, actually this is going back to like, it was the day after we had, Hail Shot had played at the Whiskey Ago, and the next show that Matt had booked us on, I was like, oh, it's just this little bar, it, it was weird, because it was like stage, there's like a barricade, and then there's the floor, and it was all <laughs> like face level, so, except for the drum raising, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be an easy night, you know? The night goes on and this place is packed. Yes. I mean, ball, wall to wall. And I looked at Matt and said, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> because the night what? before, we played with like these indie rock bands and there was still a crowd, but not like the crowd that we were used to. Right And like all these bands were just killing it. And I'm like, oh boy, I got to give 125 on this one because everybody was giving 100%. And I was like, man, I got, we're, we're the closing act, you know, they came to see us and everybody was still there. And it was my first time ever experiencing an all female circle pit. I was, I, yes. I'm looking over at Jaron Clark and he's looking back at me going, what the fuck's going on? I was like,
2: I have no idea, but it's cool as fuck. Chicks
1: <laughs> like, rock. Well, chicks rock. Dude, like shout out to all the females that go out in the circle pit and kick men's ass.
3: <laughs> I wish that would happen more often instead of the stinky dudes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that that was I, it wasn't really a negative, but it was
1: just one of those memories I had. I was like, "Holy shit!" Actually, here's a here here's a weird one for you. Uh, we were in Arizona, and this is all true. Uh, we had made a pit stop. I forget where what part of it. I think we were in Tempe, Arizona, Tupelo, Arizona, something like that. Anyway, I went to go use the restroom coming back and I always carried a knife on me and because somebody's gonna if somebody's gonna jump me, guess what? You're getting stabbed and I'm out of here. But uh this gentleman had asked me for water. And I was like, No, man, I I don't have any water. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I pee in his mouth. Know. Anyway. I'd already peed. Oh, that's <laughs> was right. Uh. <laughs> but uh he's he like, Well, do you have any change? I was like, dude, leave me alone. And we got to our destination and I was talking to a guy and one of my buddies that was actually had moved down to Arizona and we were talking and I was like, yeah, we were at this, you know, rest stop and this crackhead came up asking me for water. And he goes, did you give him water? And I'm like, absolutely not. And he goes, you denied him water? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you're lucky there wasn't a cop around you. And I was like, why would he have arrested the crackhead? And he goes, no, you. Huh? In the state of Arizona, it's Arizona, I think part of Texas and I think New Mexico, if you deny somebody water, that is actually a crime. Hmm. And they can take you to jail. I've never heard that before. Oh, it's real. It's real. I was like, Well, I guess I'll I'll give somebody like a like a thimble. (laughs) You know, like spin his mouth. or go in and buy them you can't get arrested
3: because you didn't know the law you know at the time you're like we're not from here sorry right and that's what i would have told him if i would have gotten arrested but apparently that's a thing and sure it's not
0: one of those old stupid laws because i know up in like michillac it's illegal to jack off a monkey
1: here in indiana like
0: (laughs) it is yeah so you can look that shit up
1: (laughs) i'm not all for bc alley but i did look look it up it's in arizona yeah that's fucking weird it is very weird. Well, that's like if, if say if like say if I was Ed's like ten year old son hmm. in the in the state of Indiana. If I was his ten year old son in the passenger seat with no shoes on, they could and they pulled Ed over for driving. He and they saw that I had no shoes on. He could get arrested for kidnapping because I have no shoes on. Yeah,
0: I remember seeing that one too. There's yeah. also another one. It's illegal to throw your computer at your neighbor or something like that. I was what? like, well. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. But he
3: didn't have a cup of sugar, so I gave him what for? <laughs> or uh, the what was the other one that I saw?
1: I, I guess like on Tuesdays you can't go outside your house without with a, with a shirt off. Yeah, or Thursday, something, something like that. Something something crazy like that.
0: Yeah, they are like all these old stupid laws, which is funny because, you know, it's the reason there is a law because it had to have happened at one point. So they turned it into a law. Right. The whole monkey thing, i always seen that one. I always cracked up. I was like, you know, someone was out there jerking off this monkey and they got arrested for it. They had to make a law saying it was illegal to jerk off a monkey. See, I knew Michael Jackson. I'm not listening
3: to this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Ed, Ed's what?
3: edge muted his mic a little bit. <laughs> go back in the go back in the box, Samuel. You're not supposed to do this. <laughs> I was just gonna say I have these bananas. <laughs> oh, rotten bananas! <laughs> so let me see. So like, any? Other, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm sure you've had a lot of negative, like you know, encounters and stuff like that. I mean overall like well i mean we're talking about this you know our our own scene like i mean man i i've said it enough like a few times to so other people like i wonder okay so like we're in the heart of south Bend, and like it's supposed to be you know the Notre dame it's like i don't ever see the scene ever getting as big as it used to in that area and i i, I don't i don't ever like because... i know well sure what's
1: your thought I, in my thought, like coming up from the scene, like in high school and up to now, you know, you had people that had places to go like the post, which was the all ages when which a lot of the play, like Fort Wayne starting to do the all ages venues. Again, people are starting to take, go back to the all ages venues, which you need to, because a lot of us are not spring chickens anymore. Right. But that was the thing. Like back in the day, you had the post, you had, uh skunks nest up in michigan you had whatever i think you had like three two or three venues in south Bend, and you know whatever venues you had in fort wayne and even like in warsaw there was there was two places over there there was the turning point and then there was the firehouse over there and then you know a lot of those people became friends and they networked and if they couldn't get a venue to play them they would play at people's houses or a barn and that went away and my other thing is, like, the crowds now are faces I've never seen before. And the one thing I want to start telling them, like, hey, you need to go back to your high school and tell those people behind you about the scene. And start bringing the scene back up that way. Right. Because. So, because yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry.
3: Go ahead. So, I, you know, we had the same conversation with another guest about the same exact thing and i'm thinking well where the hell did all these people go then that used to support it what happened to just get older and forget to be metal or is it the kids or i think they stopped caring stopped caring huh. yeah i A
0: really grew up got jobs got families stopped doing it and then this generation right. in my opinion don't come out to shows because i don't think the younger generation now in school are trying to play in bands they're more worried about watching Chicks shake ass on tiktok and whatever else that they're doing like i think right. to be 100% that i've said this on another episode i think the whole smartphone social media era has ruined it for the younger generation because all they want to do is watch stuff down on their phones they don't want to go out and
1: do anything because they have gotten such short attention spans
0: yeah and that's i'm a parent i've got four kids and they all have phones or tablets so i feel like i Continuing the fucking trend of shit that I bitch about, but here I am just as guilty of it by letting them him have a, the same thing.
3: Give them lighter fluid and some fucking matches and see, you know, let them... <laughs> Experience the way I, I
0: used to. Well,
3: Still and I, I kind of
1: agree with that, but the thing is, like, like, I, I want to say like, one of my close friends that's not in, in the music scene, but he, he has two kids and like, they do the whole... Thing with their phones and tablets and uh video games, but let it come to like Saturday and Sunday. None of that stuff is not going to be played with. He's like, you have outside. You go out in the woods. I don't want to see you for four hours. You know, <laughs> check in, but go do be a kid. You know, that don't don't worry about what's on here. Hmm. You know, yeah. and. It, 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 we try that,
0: too. I've got four-wheelers for my kids to go out and ride and everything. It's like you are them to go out and shoot the dog or something. It's like, get off the game and go outside and ride your damn four-wheeler. Right. Do I have to? Yes, you do. Just
3: don't pull an Aussie.
0: <laughs> my thing is, like, though, are kids even interested in this stuff these days? Like, when music, how often... I couldn't tell you the last time I seen a high school-era band. Like, kids in All high right. school starting out playing in bands because...
1: That's where the, a, that's where a the band. scene started from. It was like kids in right. school. Well, and it it kind of gives me like five percent hope. There's a band out of Fort Wayne called Damage. and those kids are actually still in high school. And I think they started right as a freshman in high school. So it's still possible. So like I said, five percent. <laughs> mm. And they've actually went on tour and everything and have done things, but they still play shows at the local scene you know so there's a chance somewhere you know there's always a possibility
3: i mean there's a lot of young shredding kids too i mean the internet has like brit bred a bunch of good young musicians and a lot of it has to do with the internet because like
1: these shredders they just sit in their house they they're not out doing bands because you know, like the MIDI uh, drums or whatever have you has, you know, you want, you want your timing to be in a four, four or a six, eight or whatever have you, you can do it at the hand of, a you know, your tablet or whatever. Yeah. There's no band. There's not kids going out there. Like, you know, Brandon said, going out there and starting bands and jamming it out. I mean, my band does that. We go out and hammer it out. Right. I mean, I use the technology I have now to write riffs, and I'll send it off to the guys. And be like, "Hey, what are you thinking?" You know, Chad will probably start putting a drum beat to it at home, but we hash it
3: out at at the jam space, mm. like, well, like what bands normally do, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: normal because I, I, granted, you know, like bands like Cannibal Corpse. All those guys, like three of the members now still reside in Florida. The other two one I believe still lives in Denver. the other one's actually up in Oregon now, and they just, said the only and they said the only way they write material and stuff back and forth to each other is just through the internet,
3: oh yeah, file sharing, yeah, file sharing which which it works. I mean, if you're that level, it's cool. I mean, yeah. I think they they known each know each other well enough to do that, but right? But I wish make... I could be I wish I could be George Korfgrinder Grinder and people write my lyrics for me. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like that doesn't always. Well, I mean, I guess when you're big enough, that makes sense. But when you're in a small band and still trying to find your sound, it's not feasible. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like I just miss... got it. Go work. ahead. I was just,
0: just gonna say I miss the camaraderie of getting rid, like getting together with people and playing music. Like right. I feel like that's something that's lost when people are just writing over the internet. Like you're missing the whole experience of actually getting together yeah. and playing music as a group. Right. I, mean, I
1: miss I miss the uh, jam nights that used to be up at Cheers. I went to one jam night. And this was back when I was in Hail Shot and I went up to one jam night and I actually had a lot of fun. I forget I forget who I jammed with. It was two other individuals, but I was on drums.
3: Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember all yeah, I remember uh they would hold that and I don't think they have it anymore. And I don't think they've had it since Danielle was there. I and feel I like too. I know I feel like uh the guy that put it together was there and then he decided he I don't know what happened, but he ended up doing it at JT's, but I don't think he does that no more. So I don't know what's going I, I don't on. Know. I, I don't mean know. that uh particular place showed up in a previous podcast, but I'm not gonna talk about it right now. You know mm.
1: <laughs>
3: I do miss a lot of the shows at Cheers, they were a lot of fun. Well, because it's a it's a legendary place. I mean it's right. Right. it's been around it's been around longer than you and I've been playing, and it's like actually I believe was the first time you and I played together at Cheers
1: or was that at the Dew Drop? It was the Dew Drop. Was the Dew Drop? And then it was Cheers. Because think, we showed up so. late at... So we showed up late at the at the Cheers show because somebody had forgotten their pedal board. <clears throat> Matt. I believe it was Matt. <laughs> and we, we were already in Napanee at the time and we'd practiced in Webster. Right. And they made the greatest decision to hurry up and drive back for it. I'm like, are you guys fucking insane? And we, were, we ended up being like so fucking late and Finn had booked the show. You guys were on it. I think, I forget who else was on it, but they opened up the show. And as soon as we got there, Finn was like, I don't care. You're next. Get up <laughs> on stage. Right. And I think we only, we only played like 15 minutes for that <laughs> set. Like for real. Mm. Yeah, there, there, there's a negative turn into a positive.
3: <laughs> I mean, you, you do what you can, I guess. Yeah, uh,
1: I dude, I think that was the quickest I had ever put up my. And at the time, I didn't have my rack. I just had like
3: a couple of uh, symbol stands. And, and what venue did we play at Ed when we played up there when I first met you? That was a that was Hardy's and Elkhart. I, miss I always Hardys. forget all those fucking places. Like I don't.
0: People say a name of a venue, I'm like I don't know. I've probably been there. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah, they don't not that play. we played all the time. It's just I, I'm terrible at remembering shit like names and people's right. names, venues names, band names.
3: I'm terrible I, at people's I, names, but like venues are remembered to just the experience in my head stays. I've seen people that I've
0: seen and I played there from other bands, and they come up and talk to me, and I'm like, "What's up, dude? What's up, buddy?" If I call someone dude or buddy, it's usually because I don't know their name.
1: All right. All right. what's up guy how you doing guy <laughs> dude, i've had that so many times like hey i loved you guys last week when you're playing i'm like did we talk yeah we did you i'm like man nice i to meet i've you. slept I've, I've slept since then what's your name again <laughs> oh uh, you shouldn't remember my name dude i i have a normal wife outside of these walls you're not allowed to you're a rock star remember no i'm not that that's another thing too. Like at that show that I went up to in Gary, when Ed was playing, I knew Ed was playing. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Gary, um, I've never been to Gary.
3: I never played it, to Gary.
1: It's a place called the D. I've never been there. Uh, yeah, look up Sorry. a guy named Ben Ben Rose. He books up there.
3: Well, oh, I know Ben.
1: Yeah, Ben Rose books there. He does sound. Oh, there.
3: okay. Because and I'm ben I already.
1: okay, I. Ed, you've known me forever. Have you ever noticed me to be awkward?
3: You make an awkward. You make awkward faces. Like awkward serious. faces, yes. But you make like serious faces. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of that's awkward about you. Right, right, right,
1: right. But like, I've never. It, I, you could say anything in the world to me, and I would not feel awkward or anything. But I had this guy do, it, and I was like, I've never felt this way, and I was like, it's so fucking weird. Um... Uh, he introduced me. He's like, let me... And he was introducing me to his girlfriend. He was like, let <laughs> me introduce you to the famous Corey Stump. And I'm like, who the fuck? I ain't famous. And I'm just sitting there like... And I shut down and I'm like, oh, God. I'm not famous. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been called that. Or been a Gary. <laughs> Dude, I, I love... I, see, the funny thing is everybody's like, oh, you went to Gary. Uh, gang I mean, era. I'm sure it's not all like... It's
3: not know, bad. I mean, they got a brand new casino out there. It's really nice. Whatever. Well,
1: and and the part, like the funny part, is like where the D is. That's the comedy club out there, right, dude? If you go and do your thing and mind your business and not be a fool, nobody fucks with you, right? You know, be smart. Yeah, yeah. And I and I actually, I actually enjoy going out to Gary than I actually enjoy going to South.
3: Ben still scares me i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah like and that's the thing like it's just i feel like that part of the t- that power i hold back to what i was saying i feel like that part of town does not give a shit i mean we had and i mentioned this before in the other episodes about we had the favor which was like a huge venue ginormous, and it just like fell apart and nobody cared it's like whose fault is that was it the venues or is it the people because the last show that was ever there was supposed to be chevelle show uh-huh. and we played i think chevelle was on a thursday and they canceled and we had some sort of like local showcase friday and anybody who bought a chevelle ticket got a refund and got free entry to that showcase did any of those people come fuck no they didn't so i felt like <laughs> our show our showcase show we played there the only time i ever played at the fever like was the last show there and like i remember and again i said this in the episode the owner of the fever was there and he he yelled at the promoter he's like i'm not running a fucking paid practice here and the promoter guys like yeah they kind of brushed him off like he didn't give a shit like i don't know it was
1: i was ever i was at the fever one time for one show and that was Crowbots and Clutch. That was it. Damn, how long ago was that? <laughs> oh, the sword was on it too. Mm. And I can't, and I cannot remember. I mean,
3: they was. had like a, a good run of shows. I remember. Dude, I heard.
1: I heard, I remember Fear Factory and yeah. Hate Eternal coming. I was there. there yeah. I hate you. That, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was the OG lineup too. Of Fear Factory, wasn't it?
3: uh no the bass player was different and the drummer was not the bass drum and bass player were not the, drummer and bass player were not the original guys was dino and, still in it dino was still in it and so was burton the funny part was i had such a good time and the bar was kicking us all out and guess who's coming up to the door fucking dino's like hey oh i was like dino and he's like what's up man i'm gonna go back in there and get a drink i'm like man they won't let us in and i'm like can i have a can I have a, a selfie? And I didn't know how to use the phone. Come on, man. It's easy. And then I got a picture with him. He made fun of me because I didn't know how to use a fucking iPhone. <laughs> Whatever. That's funny. But he was pretty cool in person. I wish I would have got him a drink. Talking
1: about old venues, uh, I remember when, back in the day, when the ruin was called uh, Berlin Music Pub at Port Wayne. I played there when it was yep. the Berlin. Yeah, I played there when it was the Berlin. So, you guys were familiar with that area at that time and what was across the road, which was the Outlaws Hangout.
3: Yeah. Oh, was it that biker bar that looked like a biker bar from like Grand Theft Auto, right? Yes. Right across. That was Uh, their clubhouse. Okay. I heard about that.
1: First time ever being there, you know, and, you know, again, small town peanuts. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. We park beside the venue. Well, then we see a bunch of. Ambulances running by. And this is a big this was a big show. It was a packed house. It was for uh somebody's house that had uh burned down. Uh Janie Watson had actually put us on the bill. And it was the house behind the venue where these guys were going, and we're like, what's going on over there? Oh, somebody just got shot. <laughs> so there's a there was a murder behind the venue, and then the outlaws biker bar clubhouse right in front of me. great mm. this is awesome we do our set we get done we're going out to our vehicle and we're loading up and two outlaws come up to me they're like hey you I'm like huh? <laughs> they're like is that your van and I'm like this is us I and I look back I was like I don't know who the fuck that is set it on fire <laughs> I was like, I just pissed myself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's dude, like... I i didn't know who people, like a lot of people were up in the Fort Wayne area. We had never played. That was like our second time playing up
3: in Fort Wayne. Right. that That's no longer a biker bar. It's just some empty building, probably with flowers. Actually,
1: right it's a yoga place.
3: Oh, my God. That's so weird. It's got to be haunted with like the, <laughs> the ghosts of dead bikers.
1: I, something, man. It's so weird when I walked, like when I came up for you guys, when... Uh the Cambian you guys and who else was on that show? Death Hacks? Death no somebody else and then adjourn
3: Uh no, the Black Order. Uh,
1: the Black Order uh Kevin's band. juror A jur. Uh how don't know how to say it. It's uh RG? RG? It's, uh, RG. RG. <laughs>
3: I'm gonna ask Kevin you, gonna if message, you are listening yeah, to yeah, this right now. We are names. bad people. Energy. <laughs> it's got to be energy.
1: Yeah, I remember. Energy. Energy. Yeah.
3: Yes, energy. I don't know if it's how to
1: pronounce, but it's yeah, that's so it's, weird. Yeah. What is up with bands making weird names that
3: really don't mean that? What I mean, it's they... better. It's it's best to do that than making a logo that you can't understand how to read. I mean, that's a thing too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, that's, a,
0: that's a topic for another discussion for right? a gripe session. <laughs> bands that come see my band, what's your band's name? Well, it's on the logo. I mean, all it's it looks scribbles. like is
1: like I want to make a vomit. band that has one of those. I want to make a band that has one of those logos, but it just the name is called Ink Blot, but you can't understand it because it is an ink You know what?
3: You gave me an idea for a shirt, I want it to be in the death metal. Kind of look, We're, yeah. But it says "fuck the R- IRS" on it, <laughs> dude. That reminds me of the shirt that Hell Shot put out. It was uh,
1: the dude from Seven Hundred Club.
3: Uh, the old guy, Pat
1: Robertson, old Pat oh, Robertson. Old yeah, We had a Pat Robertson sacrificing a goat. <laughs> Everybody bought into it. It, it looked was
3: like great. fucking. Every time he came on TV, I think of like Howdy Doody, like the fucking puppet. Am I? Like, what is he talking about today?
0: My Facebook memories is about to show me something here in the next week or two that cracks me up because looking at it now, it ended up being a very poor taste. But before the era of the beast happened, it was just starting to become a thing. And then I thought it was funny to have a shirt designed of the old uh, mask doctors, the uh, plague doctor masks.
3: All oh, the crow-looking things.
0: Yeah, there's like three of them standing over a bunch of dead bodies, and uh,
1: that—that's kind of like the 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 CD cover of Autopsy.
0: Yeah, well, I said, uh, <laughs> I'll paraphrase. I don't remember what I said, but I was like, "Come and get one of these to help combat the beast" or something like that.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and gee!
0: And then like the whole <laughs> the whole air of the beast took over. I was like, well, good thing those shirts never really made it to anywhere because everything got shut down. I was like, because that was really in bad taste.
1: Oh my god, I forget what band. It, well, I can't remember what band it was, but they actually had a uh Bernie Sanders shirt that was holding Donald Trump's head. I remember that,
0: yeah, I remember that too. I can't think what was also like an actual her
1: eyes glazed over.
0: Uh, I'm thinking of another one too because there's a lot of bands that I think did some shit like that.
1: Well, I knew Municipal Waste did the one where, um, uh. uh were they on a tank or something? No. <laughs> well, I believe they did a tank one, but the one in particular that I'm re- remembering is where uh, uh, Trump was blowing his brains out. Oh, uh, I've never seen that one. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually own that one. These guys give
3: got, me a good idea. I'm gonna find a tank and get the band on top of it, just for no reason other than just take a picture. <laughs> of good them. luck getting Joel up there. Why? Because he's old. <laughs> well. Technically, if he's listening, our ba- our newest bass player, David, he's older than all of us. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So, dude,
1: I, I did not know that that was... I, I think I remember telling you this. I was like, I did not know that was David from Poison Aries. And I was like, holy shit, that dude was like the nicest dude I had ever met. And then he sees me... He looks me like, like a like, hey, lot I'm- of people. Yeah, sorry. I, he looks like
3: every Joe Schmo I've ever met. <laughs> right. But yeah, he's the oldest one. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm no. outing him right now. But he's—I doubt he listens to this. He's like old school. Be like,
2: I don't listen to podcasts. That's
3: how he talks. But yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, what do you guys think of the future of podcasting? I think I think it's great.
3: Um, I think it's has gone as far as it could go aside from subject matter. I mean, you could film them, you could do a mobile. Um, well, I mean, again, I've I've only recently got into this thanks to the beast. And, like it's just kind of cool to listen to people talk even though I thought I wouldn't like it but
1: I got into podcasting back way before the beast it was like maybe
3: three years before that right it's been yeah it's been a, a while and I've just recently discovered it and it's just like oh it's you it, you're lying I'm dead serious I the first one I started listening to was tune junkies one out of out of just curiosity because I knew everybody on it Shout out to Are Chris! Are you still even doing anything? Uh, Chris. Well, I think he does it, but not often anymore. Shout out to Chris! Right. Thank you for introducing me to this fabulous art. Chris and, is uh, such a sweetheart, and he's hilarious in his own right. Chris, um, Lexi, who is the other dude? She disappeared. Nick? Nick, Nick doesn't Nick. do it anymore. Nick, no, I haven't seen Nick in a while, and I don't think she I love does Nick anymore. Dude, yeah. dude, eats a lot of food. I'll eat a lot of food with him, shit, dude. Okay.
1: I think he could give you a run free
3: run, I Ed. Oh, well, yeah. I'll I'll watch him after I'm done eating a lot of food. I'll watch him eat a lot of food. First right. time I met I him, know he, he came I know up he to, to me
0: and bought one of our shirts, and uh I had no idea who the guy was. But it was we played a garage show out in Converse, and Fry Fest. Yeah, it was Fry. This was before Fry Fest, but that's where all the shit went down at. Gotcha, and then uh. He came down. He bought a shirt. He, he was cool. He talked to us. But I'm very socially awkward. So a lot of people think I'm being an asshole. I was like, no, I just have resting bitch face. So <laughs> I, like, when people come up and talk to me, it's just like, like that dude looks like he's mad. I was like, I I'm not. Trust me. I, I'm just. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Oh, you guys are cool. I'm like, yeah, thanks. I'm like, I don't, what am I supposed to say? I don't. I'm not a bragger. I don't be like, yeah, we're fucking badass because I always yeah. think we're we're awful. Like we could do better. So that's how I always see it, is like, hey man, you guys were awesome. Like, oh thanks. I
3: thought we sucked, <laughs> but I, back to the back to the podcasting. Like, I think the only way like the future for this goes is like, it would be like a VR podcast where like, you're almost in the room with them, but you're not. I feel like right. that was, but I don't know as far how the future of it goes. I could only see that just the VR version of it. Where... Well, and the other thing is too, like, you know, like
1: in the beginning you had to meet up and do the right. podcast like this, the way you guys have it set up, you, heck, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own home. You know, I this think is, because this, of like
3: the, the beast, the zoom thing got even bigger than it ever. Oh yeah. Was. Oh yeah. Well, and the one thing I like about
1: podcasting, it takes you, it takes you more in depth than you would have heard on a radio radio interview or a interview that was like outside a venue or something like that mm. you know it takes you in more in depth more
3: personal And I, lo- I love it i will we don't prepare questions we just kind of like you know that's the thing like some some of them are prepared after a while but i just kind of wing it because usually that's the best entertainment is have it with an, ranch
0: an, we haven't an, been researching any of the guests either so besides people that ed might know or i might know like we've had people on that we have no idea who they are or what they've been So we're just going there not knowing what to expect but i think it makes it more interesting
1: because you never know what the hell they're going to talk about go you know? in go in head first and sort it all out just go in try yeah yeah well i think the i didn't know for the longest time that ed was your co-host brandon i remember the first time me and you were talking and i was like yeah ed's my uncle <laughs> and oh. he's like
3: what really <laughs> <laughs> what I forget I, I, I actually told him I forget why you call me that I'm trying to remember I, dude, I think it was back it had to have started back when
1: there was a lot of those shows happening at um McKees and Goshen
3: okay it didn't have and to do with we, the
1: family member right mm, no I found funny enough before the beast, I, right before the beast happened, that was when I found <laughs> out that you knew my cousin. Okay, and hung and hung out with my cousin. Right, but I think it started way before that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was weird. It was actually before the beast. We were always seeing each other at the Michigan shows, and Michigan? that's when I started calling you the Michigan when,
3: shows. The shows
1: no the michigan shows because there was the one time you came up to the michigan show when uh knee deep in the dead played
3: oh that, that was the... my first that was my first one ever there
1: yeah and then you came to the other show which was eoc's show cd release show where i lost where i now have the teeth missing now because of that mm. show because mm. i remember you both both being there and that was when me and Kevin Makowski started calling you Uncle Ed because you were outside talking to some people. And I was like, Uncle Ed, isn't it t- past time for you to go to bed? Uncle and, Ed, because I'm old, yeah. Yeah, uncle and I've, I've always – and I remember you messaging me. Why are you call me Uncle? I was like, well, you know what, dude? I, I highly respect you, and I, I wish you were my uncle. And that's what you're actually saved in my phone now is as <laughs> Ed, uh, Uncle Ed, the uncle
3: Mexican Ed. metalhead. Actually, like, I guess I, if I had a nickname, that would be cool with me because I was saying to my band, I'm like, how come everybody in a band gets a fucking nickname? Like, I don't think I've ever had a nickname in my whole life. Like, oh, that's a, I don't know, that's Squeege or right. whatever fucking nickname people get. Well,
1: that's, that's like the ba- guys in the band, the Cambian, they all call me Uncle. And it's funny enough how that whole thing started was because Trent Clark. I started him, calling him nephew back when he was uh, playing bass for Lenore Cole. Mm. And he just started calling me Unk. And then I've known Tyler Stockton for years. We've always been cool. But then he started calling me Unc. And I was like, oh, God, it's like when I call Ed Uncle. God damn it. <laughs> That's funny. Nice. But isn't it crazy, though? Like. I know for me, for like musicians that are under me, calling me uncle that that makes me feel pretty good.
3: How about when you hear me call you uncle Ed? <laughs> it's, it's just a nickname that's catchy. It's all how I see it, you know. <laughs> it needs to be on your next guitar pick, Uncle Ed. You know what? That might be a good idea because I'm always <laughs> order, I'm always ordering dumb shit like that. Anyway, just so throw them out to the crowd. Me? Yeah, I I just hand him, You know what? this is what i do like we, we sell them at the table but i take a handful and like somebody says your band's cool and i just hand them out just as a gift for them saying that
1: i bet if you do that Ed, i want one I and
3: sometimes one. i just like fling one just so it'll stick in the corner of the venue it's like do oh you, do you ever do is?
1: a paul stanley where you put it in the mouth and spit it out to the crowd
3: no that's that's the beast the beast <laughs> ruling will not allow that <laughs> uh, my
0: merch box of shit from TMD is around the corner. I think there's still buttons and stickers and guitar picks. And we used to give all that shit away. If someone wanted it, I was like, I don't want to charge them. Just
3: fucking take it. I just appreciate the fact that you want our shit. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, we don't, if we're not, obviously, we're not in it to make money. It's just what we do. And then it's kind of an expensive hobby for most people like myself. But yeah. It,
1: I guess like on my end, like, the sticker form of the deal, like, I think we only charged like $2 because, but these are actually like big vinyl stickers that we have. I would love to give them away. Like NBA, NBA. I, I I bought, I went to sticker uh, Mule and bought like 10 of one. And then another 10 of a different design. And I actually ended up giving those away.
3: Mm. No, we don't, we sell the shirts. I know that, but like, the picks actually, the ones I get made actually come out of my own money, so I'm allowed right. to get more. But if somebody wants to buy them when they go to the table, that's fine. But those guys actually come out of my own pocket, not the band's funds. So it, yeah, that's where most hey. merch came from. It's
0: out of my pocket, so I always did what I wanted with it because, like, it's my money right. wasted on right. it. So.
1: Right. Well, and like with my band, like I guess what we're trying to do is like do that recycling type thing where, like, yeah, we know we have to spend money to make money, but any of the money that we usually get back in merch sales, we try and definitely put it back in the merch sales unless band, like something in the band needs like strings or drumsticks. It's like, okay, we can take it out of the band fund If you don't want to take it out of your own pocket. Like I had just gotten the dink that I play with now on stage and I had to send both the dink and my Randy Rhodes guitar in to get, uh, Up to par for a show shout out by the way shout out to adam hart at uh god ed help me out here what's his facebook page
3: goshen guitar works yeah fuck uh, you adam you're rich because of me (laughs) i'm kidding
1: and me (laughs) but uh i remember like i needed the guitars for a show and uh we just pulled the money out of the band fund because it was between checks and i was like hey i not gonna be able to do this what can we do and yeah we just took the money and did it that way so mm. yeah but yes. i have just trying to recycle the money like because yeah i'm having fun doing it this time around but i'm actually taking it a little bit more serious not that i didn't take any of my other bands serious i didn't have much of a hands-on time until i got into like ba in this band mm. so it's like i'm taking it a little bit more serious yeah, at some point, maybe there'll be something given away, but not right now, because I'm trying to... Again, we're just small potatoes, as Ed would say, but we're trying to get our feet into the door.
3: There's a a debate about, like, you know, I mean, this could be a whole subject about how much merch is, especially shirts, and I'm like, well, I guess I don't mind paying that, because the fucking shirt lasts a pretty long time, considering... Right, and that, that was actually at one of our what show was it that we played
1: it was actually the dropout king show mm-hmm. uh so because at the time we only had our dog tags and uh sh- well we had our uh, vinyl stickers and shirts and i forget i think a certain size it's like 20 bucks and it goes past a certain size it goes up right. to 25 but people were complaining that our shirts were marked up too high, and I was like, "No, they're not. You go, you go and look at anybody else's. You're paying out for like thirty six dollars. How much were your shirts? Twenty five.
3: That's normal. I mean, we sold yeah. shit
0: for ten or fifteen, and still people
1: would complain.
3: That's <laughs> a shirt. It lasts forever. Right. You
1: got a shirt well, and, for life. And and what's been funny is like the last show we played in uh, October at Carl's. I think we sold like six shirts and then turned around at the show at ignition this past weekend. we sold, we sold out of our three X's, which I think we had two or three left, sold a bunch of dog tags and everything. And I was like, Holy crap. You know, yeah, people buy it if it's there, you know? And then, then we had people asking if we actually had the hoodies for sale. And I was like, no, these were gifts from our lead singer. And we that turned into our stage, like uniform basically. We're going to turn to
3: Slipknot, and I don't like it. <laughs> but I, you got to have a gimmick. That reminds me of a conversation with my bass player, because I said, just wear black. And he's like, that's stupid. I'm like, why? Like, why is, why is it stupid to wear black? I don't like, I was like, I'd rather have you look like a band than not look like a band, because like, this is a totally unrelated story about it, but in a way, it's it's kind of similar how like, i once went to uh see i saw a cover band in michigan this little butt town right butt town it Mm -hmm. was in a it seemed like it was in a barn, but regardless it's this cover band and i'm just sitting there drinking and i was like watching the band so like the guitar player had like a jersey on and like new balance shoes and like i think he had little jean shorts Mm -hmm. singer was in a dress like like she looked like a librarian, and I don't remember the bass player. The bass player might have been wearing the same thing the guitar player wearing. And there's this drummer in the back, leather vest, no shirt, leather pants, and like, like it. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you should at least look like you're going to play a side. I mean, the drummer looked like he's look, look, you know, like he's playing for Judas Priest. Like he seemed, like he seemed like the part. In a way, maybe he, maybe he was overdressed, but like the rest of the band right. did not match. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's I know cover bands make a lot of money, more than I'll ever make, but it's like, at least look the part, right. something, look entertaining. Well, that's like, I had a member, in, a current member
1: that he wore his, he did it one time and I said, never mm-hmm. again, because we're trying to do a thing here. But he wore his work shoes that has paint all over his shoes to a show. And oh. I looked at him, and I looked at him, and I was like, "Look, I understand your work shoes is all you got, but if you need, I'm going to help you buy a certain pair of shoes.
3: It's it like some cheap Converse. You don't have to buy the real ones. They make like dude, I, Walmart dude, I, ass dude, ones,
1: I, dude. I don't even fucking care. I'll I'll rock the shit out of Walmart brand shit.
3: Right. It doesn't I, matter as long yeah. as it looks like you know, not your work yeah. shoes.
1: Yeah. And I was saying yeah. like, yeah, but and then we. And funny enough we actually ended up having the same pair
3: of black pants on at the Ignition show and I was like god damn it I hate you I hate no, you No but like I don't know I like, I know that it's subjective to some people how the band looks cuz they care about the music but like right. I don't know it could be worse like you ever <laughs> you ever go to like a music store and like sometimes you see the guy with like that fedora hat and the tight jeans and right. like the leather shoes I'm like what do the people look like that I don't understand like musicians He's like, oh, you could tell he's a musician the way he dresses, but like sometimes it's, like overkill. What, what,
1: what I've what I've loved here late, and I always get like looks. Actually, at the admission show, I took my hoodie off and I had my uh my Death Row Records shirt on because I love rap. <laughs> sure. I actually and 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 right now because I thought I was gonna be on camera, I actually have my Bone bugs and Harmony flat. I saw on. that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So all I mean, right. I look. And it's always funny to get that person. It's like, dude, you're a middle head. Yeah. I love music. Like, right. I love it all. I don't care. Actually still shout out to you, Ed. Thank you for letting me uh, have half like your CD library. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> out of CDs for to sell. Sorry. Dude, Brandon. <laughs> okay. This guy wants to talk about selling stuff on Facebook marketing. This dude sells me. I don't know. It was damn near close to forty CDs. Probably. <laughs> guess. Take a while. To guess how much he charged me. Probably like fifty bucks.
3: Nope.
1: Lower. Twenty. It was Like twenty.
3: Well, <laughs> depends on what it was there was one where he gave me like over like a hundred bucks. I think.
1: Hey, it was the. Uh, what well, was two of them. That you gave me. You gave me that Dark Throne one and then yeah, like, you gave me the, like the cannibal- first pressing
3: oh yeah. Yes. The cannibal yeah. special edition, which is like the special thing.
1: edition demo,
3: yeah, that has oh. zero on it. Did I ever have the first Pantera album or Far Beyond Driven album? The original one? I don't think I, I have seen that I've seen that cover. I do
1: not think you gave me that.
3: I don't I don't you know if I that. have that. My friend had it. I know you're oh. the reason I listened to Archfire. Oh yeah, I just yeah i saw them one time live and i'm like holy fuck
0: archbier yeah they're fucking Archbar, nasty
3: yeah they're nasty yeah. live that's where like i ended up seeing them i've never i heard of them and then i saw them like holy shit yep.
4: like they're ridiculous is,
3: like live they could do that and i'm like okay i'm gonna go buy an album from them cool <laughs> so yeah. i do have a question for you guys
1: i love asking everybody Sure. what's your guys' dream show to go see
0: mine (laughs) mine will never happen because then i'm a dipshit and didn't do it when i had so many times to do it but i would, in the original lineup of the black Dolly murder obviously can't do that now with trevor i never did get to see them and they've been my favorite band
3: yeah i kept inviting you to fort wayne you're like i gotta work i'm like come on i've seen them
1: three times i saw them twice in fort wayne and then me and matt drove up to it's the black christmas that up there in detroit that they throw Mm -hmm. and it was the year that black dahlia murder headlined it and oh my god it was so freaking insane they played
0: in fucking kokomo at one point and i had to plow snow when i still worked at the state so i missed that fucking show
1: so uh my buddy and ed you might know who this is braxton kaiser he's the lead singer of uh between the killings i think i'm like facebook friends with him but i've never really talked to him so (laughs) back in the day when I want to say, I want to say, Black Day Murder had just hit this, that peaking point. I forget what show Braxton had booked at Berlin, but and I've actually heard this story from numerous people that were there. But you know how like beside you, to walk to the bathrooms, you gotta walk beside the stage. Trevor was sitting right there watching the show. Never told anybody who he was. He had his hoodie up. And, one person recognized me. He's like, "Hey, shh! Don't don't make a scene. I'm just here to watch this band, and I'm out of here." <laughs> it's a long drive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just well, that's how I felt like when after the Beast, uh, BA played their first show, and the lead singer from the Convalescence showed up to my show that I had
3: booked. He lives in, like in Ohio, like, don't he?
1: Oh yeah, like the upper part of like Ohio, close to Michigan. And Mm. the only way I recognized him, he had his mask on. And I was like, and my wife was like, hey, who's the Rob Zombie guy? I was like, that's Keith. Holy shit. And funny enough, I had actually first met Keith. Hail Shot played our third show with Ice Nine Kills over in Portage. And that was actually the Covalescents' first show, first tour Mm. ever, ever. And now I turn around and they're
3: like opening up for suffocation, which that's What's funny like that? my interaction with him the first time i i saw him at michigan metal fest last year and mm-hmm. walked up to him like i've been facebook friends for a long time and i told him that as i was like, just talked but he probably has like a million friends on there right 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 it's right. nice, nice to finally meet you but he was all serious and then like i uh that's actually of, just that's actually just Keith. i know and then like i instead of buying a shirt i was like who barbecue sauce they had like their own Barbecue right. sauce about it. Right, right, right. right and then right, later right. on I ran into him like in normal clothes. I go, as I said, I said something smart ass like I do just to break the ice. Right. And, you know, I forgot. I made I made some smart ass comment about the barbecue sauce, and then he goes, mm. hmm. and he kind of laughed. And he goes, What'd you think of it? I'm like, Oh, a lot of molasses. He's like, hmm, okay. And then that <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> like, like I think I thought it was funny because uh after playing
1: that show, it was the Full Terror Assault that uh, Convalescence was on tour with Overkill. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time I had seen Keith since then. Yeah. Well, uh, no. I would saw him one time at Carl's with uh, my own will. Yeah, But anyway, uh, and I walked up to Keith and I was like, dude, it's crazy to see what you started with and where you're at now. It's crazy. It's fucking insane.
3: Right, because he has like a booking agent, and that's how I talked to him. Because he tried to book some shows with us before, and it never came through. So, right, you know, hopefully, he but puts us on something better. okay. <laughs> so the Black
1: Diary murder for Brandon. How about you, Ed? Like, a, like dream show? Yeah, that you want to see that you, Dremi- you that I you
3: that I what oh, um, one that you
1: would just kill to see
3: Dimension and, Zero, hands down. Never heard of them. Um what? Well, tomorrow when you get on your favorite uh, streaming platform, you fucking listen to them. <laughs> they are or my they are my all time favorite band of all time. Or, or you could reasons. Do the, well,
1: or you could do the one thing that I've always done for people. I just usually send it to them because that make that gives you the satisfaction of laying your head down tonight knowing
3: that you sent me a band. Oh, well, I love <laughs> it. basically, it's the members. Of Inflames, if Inflames was more angrier. That's all you got to know. Really? Yes. I mean, I love Inflames. The singer, I love, I the love singer the used album. to sing for Marduk, but just picture Inflames' music more pissed off. And Marduk or Marduk? Marduk, how you ever say it? Is that black metal band? Yeah, but... Marduk. Yeah, that. I guess he was the original singer, but like, I love that band. Melodically, it just does it for me, and it's just angry. Yeah. I'm not saying I need to watch every band angrily, but, you know, there's some. I, I think that would be my only one because they're no longer together. I mean, if that was going right. to be an ultimate, because there's a couple bands that, well, I'm going to see Emperor later, so oh. I have never I never thought that would happen. Is that show sold out, by the way? Uh, you better buy your ticket now. I bought mine. It was 80 bucks. Ooh. <laughs> I'm riding up with you on that one. Ooh. Right on. Mm. Love me a good black metal band. It's like fine wine. Well, that's like, the finest of fine. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, melodic. Because melod- they're more melodic. Well, aren't they? they're not like they're not. They weren't about slaughtering babies. They just had a kind of sympathy. Sympathy. sympathy, sympathy. Not <laughs>
1: all black metal band are about slaughtering babies. <laughs> I know. Death metal. Symphonic
3: elements that like worked for me versus just oh being straight. Oh my God. Rrrr, the whole time. <laughs>
0: well, we're running on two hours, fellas. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, well, think it's about time we cut this from umbilical cord of these babies because. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'll let you guys know who mine would be because I know it'll never happen and I can just hear the hisses right now and I don't care because I just love the music. I don't love the person, but I would love to see Burzum. Right on.
3: Yeah. Fair enough i don't know i don't know who that i'm not too familiar i know who they are but that's cool though like you want some burism
1: is barg he was the guy that was doing a lot of the church burnings back in the day right yeah yeah yeah. if you look up uh lords of salem not the lords of salem
3: the movie it's a rob
1: zombie movie no that it's the movie uh
3: with the the macaulay culkin kid yes i've seen yes
1: yeah so varg is the guy that kills romulus that's burzum Mm. That 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 that's the dude that oh romulus also i think the first album uh romulus was
3: uh not the planet where spock was from but yeah yeah something like that (laughs) right on
0: yeah well Corey, do you have a song that you would want to share with us for the into this,
1: obviously, you just I, have to send it to me, and I can add it to the end. Or if not, then we'll just roll with something else. I, you know what, roll with something because I, when you sent me that earlier, I was like, I, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> so let's just go balls to the wall.
0: <laughs> I could be a, know, a complete dick and uh, put your favorite uh song that you hate now.
1: No, I don't hate it now. I'm I'm actually okay with it.
0: So I you know really what? I just that would didn't be cool. Like
1: performing that would be but, cool if you just put that
3: one at the end. That uh, you know
1: what? Just go whatever, ahead. Let yeah. let let's let's not plug my current project. Let's not do that. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you want to plug, if you want to put Danger Zone Hail shot on there, yeah, that's completely fine. But too, hey, too bad that's... you can't put the video because the video is way better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but. Again, I appreciate you coming out and talking with
1: us tonight. I appreciate this. I'm, I hope I gave you enough content. <laughs> yes.
0: I always wonder when we go past an hour, I was like, does anyone even listen to podcasts more than an hour? Because most of our uh, episodes have all went over an hour. So.
1: Um, I listen to uh, 83 Weeks, and that's because I'm also a wrestling geek. Oh, so some So I listen to 83 Weeks. Some of those get up into the three-hour range, and so it's like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I Someone, can listen to. I can listen to Eric Bischoff, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Someone asked
0: if this was a ripoff of Dark Side of the Ring. I was like, "Yeah." I used to have I a mean, blog called The Dark Side of the Scene. I was like, before that was a TV show. I was like, but did I take influence from that?
1: Eh, maybe. <laughs> the 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 lettering the lettering looked identical, and I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Oh, if he boy. did, cool. If not, cool. What? Hey. It, you gotta start somewhere, man. I
0: just figured maybe A and E will pick us up or Vice or whatever can uh like, Oh, you guys want we already got this show going on here, you guys can have your own T V show or we're just gonna get a cease and desist order at some point.
1: Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right. Sure. Well and my thing my thing is uh, when I first saw this breathe light, I was very happy about it because it, it it does take you in depth from a fan standpoint because like like I said before, I was a fan starting into the scene and now I see where I am now and I'm I'm lucky to be where I am, you know. Mm. And and people like you and Ed doing this, thank you,
3: you know. Sure. I mean it's his idea. Oh, actually I think it's just started in his garage. We just started ranting about band shit. Yeah.
0: I have another podcast that <laughs> was about conspiracies and everything else, and it kind of started with I thought <laughs> the conspiracies was against like drummers. Because I've never had good experiences with any drummer that's ever been in a band with me. And they've always had some sort of issues. So I thought there was just some sort of a global conspiracy of drummers not being completely evolved. Right.
1: <laughs> well, anymore, like musicians in general, like you just can't, there was the thing, oh, you couldn't find enough of the bass player, guitar player, singer, whatever have you. Now you find musicians that I have 20 projects. How? How do you do Um,
3: that? I can't even have another band. I don't have time, but I get it. I guess. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That was actually going to be a topic at some point of one of my rances. Why do musicians feel like they need 15 different bands? That's a good rant. Because (laughs) focus all that energy on one band and make it the best you possibly can rather than waste your time and energy on all these other projects that are never going to amount to anything because you don't have time to commit to any of them because you're too wrapped up in all of them.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, another that's another time and another story. So and a lot more tacos to eat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well again, uh thanks for coming out and talking with us. And any yeah, yeah. anyone out there listening, definitely appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to this. And If you would like to be on a future episode of Dark Side of the Scene, you can always send me an email. Send an email to brandon at darksideofthescene.com and we will get you scheduled on a future episode. So we're going to roll on out now. If you want to talk a little bit about what this song is, you can. If not, we're just going to jump right into it.
1: Uh, If anybody knows what this song is, this was a song by Kenny Loggins. Not written by Kenny Loggins, but it was performed by Kenny Loggins from the motion picture movie uh Top Gun. And we went back and re recorded it and just I wouldn't say butchered it, but we do we just made it metal. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little insight on that past.
0: <laughs> All righty. Well, again, definitely appreciate coming out and talking with us. So.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And, and if
1: you If you guys don't mind, can I plug my band real quick, please? Go for it. Go (laughs) for it. Sure. If uh, if you guys like music, metal, and heavy stuff like that, go check out my band, Ruthless Hustle, on Facebook. We're also on all streaming platforms. I'm not 100% sure we have a band camp, but also in our uh, Facebook, we also have our merchandise. You can reach us at uh, Ruthless Hustle at Facebook. And yeah. Hope you guys come out to a show and like our Facebook and support us. Thank you. Yeah,
0: definitely. All right. Well, again, thank you. And thank you guys for thank listening. You. And we're going to roll on out. Due to, uh, legality issues for copyrights. Um, we're not actually able to include this song. We just figured out. So I guess, do you have another song you would like for us to <laughs> leave on here, Corey, or,
1: Here here's my band Ruthless Hustles uh demo version of Psychosis. Check it out.